Season 1, Episode 17. On today's podcast, I am going to be walking through employability. I will be offering insight into what this developmental outcome entails, as well as offer some strategies as you work with young people. Let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Today, we are heading to our youth development construction site again, where we will be looking at our 10th developmental outcome. The Advancing Youth Development Curriculum defines employability as the ability and motivation to gain the functional and organizational skills necessary for employment including an understanding of careers and options and the steps necessary to reach goals. That sounds simple enough, right? Well, I promise, there is a lot more embedded in that definition than you might think. But before we dive further into this definition of employability, I want to share a few statistics. According to a study review by the Brookings Institute, the employment rates of youth from 2008 to 2014 were 29.1% for young people ages 16 to 19. For a minute, just think about it. Under 30% of our youth are walking out of their teen years with job-related experiences. In essence, that means that 70% of our young people are at a disadvantage when it comes to having developed employability skills. Now, these numbers do not take into account those young people that are volunteering and building skills in other ways, but I find it difficult to believe that a total of 70% of our young people are volunteering rather than working. The bottom line, young people need to develop this outcome, but data shows us that over half of our youth are not developing employability skills through work experience. That means that we as youth workers have an opportunity to help young people develop these skills. Now, let's go back to our definition and start to break it down. Youth need functional and organizational skills. In fact, these skills become foundational in their long-term employment success. And these skills are important in any job or career and even advanced education. Functional skills include listening, interpersonal, computer, basic math, integrity, and communication skills. Youth need to be able to communicate in written ways as well as orally. Youth must have the ability to explain a process and an outcome. They need to also be able to give instructions and ask questions. Additionally, they need basic computer and technology skills as well as basic math skills. As a youth worker, you may not have a lot of opportunities to focus on computer, math, or written skills, but you can most certainly engage young people in activities that help them to communicate orally. I'm not suggesting giving speeches, but even the simple act of practicing speaking to you as an adult, as an authority figure, helps to build confidence. And when we can ask questions, when we don't understand what a young person is trying to communicate, we are helping them to practice the skill of communicating more clearly. Youth need the skill of listening as well. 
This includes an ability to focus on what is being said and to process that information. As a substitute teacher in high school, I learned quickly that AirPods were a battle I would face each time I subbed. I knew that it would be hard to be listened to when I was competing with music that was being streamed through those AirPods. I wanted active listening, which for me included nonverbal clues such as head nods, eye contact, or leaning forward. If a student was actively listening, they would be asking questions or paraphrasing, not interrupting, and they wouldn't be trying to change the subject. Sadly, I saw this as an underdeveloped skill for many young people. As a youth worker, you get to set the expectations as to what listening looks like for you. A couple quick side notes about listening. First, I always make sure to share with young people why I expect listening to look a certain way. I often tie it to their future employment or missing critical information such as dates and deadlines. I am also quick to remind them that if they do listen, then I don't have to repeat myself over and over and they tend to prefer I not do that. Secondly, I need to remember that eye contact is not always easy for young people. Many of our youth have not had that modeled to them and it seems incredibly uncomfortable. As you build relationships with youth, I want to encourage you to have young people make eye contact with you as it will help them in so many ways in their future. Youth also need to develop interpersonal skills. These include leadership, relationship building, teamwork, negotiation skills, patience, responsibility, adaptability, and self-motivation. Well, that seems like a lot of things I've listed. If you want to make it more simple, think of interpersonal skills as the way a young person engages in healthy ways with others and works together with others as well. This skill is one that needs to be developed and continually honed as young people change and form their own identities and their own beliefs. As a youth worker, you can help young people develop interpersonal skills by creating opportunities for teamwork and responsibility. You encourage youth to take on roles in leadership versus them waiting for you to tell them what to do. You also can create ways that you push them slightly out of their comfort zone or that they have to change course or change what they're working on so that they learn that skill of adaptability. You can even work with them to set one small goal as it relates to interpersonal skills and help them to focus on growing just that one skill. Then as they grow that skill, you can add another. By breaking it down into small ways like this, it makes it seem less overwhelming to young people and much more natural of a way to engage with them. A part of functional skill development is also integrity. They should hold values as to right and wrong in terms of how they treat others, how they work, and how they make choices. This skill may seem intangible, and I believe the best way we help young people to develop it is twofold. First, we model it for them in our interactions of how we treat them and others. Second, we hold them accountable when we see them acting without integrity. We don't accuse or belittle them, but we can be honest and point out what we see and then offer ways to help them shift back to a way that is healthier for them. Organizational skills include time management, delegation, multitasking, initiative taking, and even dressing appropriately and good hygiene. These are life skills that young people will need in anything they do, far beyond just employment. When we look at time management, we know that young people need to develop this skill. They need to know how to get somewhere on time, how to balance the time it takes to complete different tasks. They need to learn how to let others work with them through delegation 
And they also need to learn how to accept things being delegated to them. Youth need to be able to multitask. As many times in life, they cannot just focus on one thing. They will frequently have many competing responsibilities and roles that they will need to figure out how to manage together. One of the harder ones in my experience is really helping young people figure out how to learn to take initiative by doing things without being asked. We want to praise when we see that happen, and we want to encourage them, and we even want to invite them to take initiative, to start something on their own, and help to give them parameters around what that might look like. Now, as a side note, I do want to mention that we cannot hold youth solely accountable for arriving on time when at certain ages they are reliant on a parent or another person to get them somewhere on time. But when we see a pattern start to emerge of arriving late or inconsistent attendance, we can work with them to problem solve and even brainstorm a solution. Now, it might seem like dressing appropriately and good hygiene don't really fit here, but they truly do. This is a skill we need to help young people understand that dress communicates to others who you are. And whether or not that's fair, people make assumptions based on how people dress and how they take care of themselves. We can encourage young people to find ways to show who they are that is not solely tied on how they dress. And we also need to help young people develop good hygiene habits. As a youth worker, especially with varied roles that you play, you don't always have ways to teach young people good hygiene habits. What I know is that we do need to be discreet when we have to have these conversations with young people about their hygiene. We need to give them the respect and privacy that they deserve. We can also be intentional about making sure that hygiene supplies are available to young people and letting them know that we are always available if they have a need or a question. Again, both functional and organizational skills are an important part of employability because what we know is that anyone can lose a job when they are not meeting the expectations of an employer. Even a volunteer can be fired when they don't meet the expectations that were set out for them but we can turn negative experiences into learning opportunities. And we can even be proactive in helping young people to develop these skills so that they can get and maintain a job or volunteer role. Another part of this developmental outcome is that young people need to develop this understanding of careers and options in their life. As a teenager, it can be hard to say without a doubt what you wanna do with your future. In fact, it is more common for young people to either not know what they want to do or to change their plans throughout adolescence. Why is that? Well, you probably are going to guess that right now I'm going to say this makes sense because young people are trying to figure out who they are and who they want to become. These years are really their training and exploration years. Youth working a variety of different jobs or volunteering in different places allows them to explore their interests, their passions, and even their skills. For example, if a teenager volunteers at church in the children's program and realizes that they do not like working with kids at all, then that helps them to narrow down their future employment and career options. These real-life experiences matter. When we talk about understanding careers and options, young people need a broad overview in the early teen years about what careers are possible. And as they get older, we work to help paint a more detailed overview of future employability. Schools often will help with this and take the lead on these things. So what then is your role? 
as a youth worker, you are able to share your own experiences as you talk about the work that you do, the education you received, and the options you had available to you. We are also in the business of watching and identifying skills we see in young people and acknowledging those skills. And as those teens get older and are thinking about future long-term employment or education, we can tie those skills to conversations about how that would connect. We also need to recognize our own biases in terms of careers and options. We need to ask ourselves, what do I think is important for young people in terms of careers, in terms of education? How do my own personal experiences as a young person impact my beliefs? And while it's okay to want specific things for our young people, we also have to be willing to step aside and let them make the choices of what fits best for them. The truth is, not all young people need to go to college. I do believe that they need further training and education, but a traditional four-year college doesn't make sense for all young people. Some career paths do require that traditional education, but there are also certifications, associate degrees, and licenses that can be obtained through trade schools and community colleges. And if you know me, I am also a strong supporter of our military and believe that it is an important career path as well for some of our young people. Understanding careers and options is an important part of employability. The jobs they hold in these years are a way to gain experience, explore interests, and build functional and organizational skills. Again, your role as a youth worker is as a connector. You are helping young people to find more information, resources, and opportunities that will help them to make decisions about their future. And the last thing we are looking at is that young people need to understand the steps necessary to reach their goals. It is not enough for young people to just determine what job they want in life. They need to have the ability to identify what steps or what things they need to do in order to secure and maintain that job. For example, If a young person wanted to become a CNA, they would have to figure out what all that entails. What type of education would they need? Are there certain things that they need to avoid in order to secure that type of job? What skills could they start to work on now that they will need to demonstrate in that career? And who would be a good resource to connect with? You see, when young people can think through these types of questions, it will help them to make progress towards a goal or it might even lead them to changing their goal entirely. Let's be honest. Young people can start to become overwhelmed and anxious when they feel pressure to know what their long-term plans are, when they experience change or are faced with adult-like decisions as a young person. When they experience this, sometimes a young person will become frozen. Other times they may begin to act out or even experiment with substances to alleviate the feelings of pressure. I believe that there is so much pressure for a young person to know what they want to do as a job or a career. One role that we can play as a youth worker, as a caring adult, is to let them know that it is okay to not know. It is okay to take time to explore a lot of different interests so that they can figure out the type of work that they do want to do one day. When youth experience this type of pressure, I always use that as an opportunity to talk about Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. When I would talk about that Bible verse with young people, I would share how God knows their future 
God has designed them as they are and will use them in amazing ways if they would include him in their life. As youth develop skills and struggle, we can help them realize that a relationship with Jesus is one of the best supports that they will ever have. This is one of the ways that youth development and youth ministry intersect. That wraps up employability for today. Thanks for traveling back to our construction site with me. I'm guessing that you know we have a lot of work to do in helping young people fill their toolbox. But I want to remind you that this is not a race. It is not a one-size-fits-all perfect formula. It really is an investment in young people that you are making. You may just be helping to identify what tools are still needed, and someone else may come in and really help them learn how to use that tool. Or you may be the first person to help develop a skill that the young person will work on with other caring adults. You are just one of the many people that will be a part of a young person's development. You may never fully see the impact that you have, but the role you play, whatever that role may be, is important in their overall development. Helping young people to build these developmental outcomes is not a sprint. It's really more like a marathon that requires tons of prep work and training. Youth, in fact, are in training for adulthood, and you are helping them to get there. In our next episode, we are coming back to our youth development construction site, where we will be looking at civic and social ability. Yes, that's another tool for their toolbox and another opportunity for you to make an impact with your young people. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.